are so funny. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Gao. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> I am super excited to um, introduce our speaker for our first Asian Heritage Chapel. Um, he is a first-generation um, college, not college student, um, first generation from Hong Kong, and he has been involved in multicultural, multicultural worship ministry and education for 25 years in the U.S. and in the Caribbean, <laughs> um, and he is in his 20th year here at North Central University, 20th year. Um, we're so excited. He is also a um, adjunct professor in the College of Fine Arts. He is a foodie. He loves blogging about ethnic food. And you guys, please welcome Professor Peter Shu. Thank you. Thank you, Gao. Gao Xiong, give her, give her a hand, please. I've been on this stage for many years, uh, mostly as a musician and a Levite, and I've seen a lot of changes since the 90s. Uh, but nothing's been short of miraculous in the last two years of the amazing change that's happened in this school. And I just want to thank Dr. Hagen, Dr. Graham, Mr. Cornell, and um, Bill Green, Dr. Brethwaite, Larry Bach, Ellerton Porter. Yeah and the rest of the leaders here who have ushered in a new season of diversity at North Central. Yeah. And of course, this uh, Asian Heritage Chapel is a big part of that transformation. Like Kyle had mentioned, I'm a first-generation immigrant, but a second-generation political exile from Hong Kong, China. You see, my mom was born in Shanghai before the country turned communist. My, my mom's parents were uh, entrepreneurs, and they were wealthy. And it came time, and they knew that the communists were going to take over the country. And they knew that they had to leave. Their lives were in danger, and they needed to preserve their way of life. So they sold everything and pretended to be tourists, and went to Hong Kong. They actually had to live there two years while my grandma and my mom and her siblings stayed in their house. It was a big house, single family home. The com communists came, took their house. Now imagine this, your house, the one you grew up in. They're gonna come take your house, say, okay, we're gonna move five families into your house and you get to live in one room. They lived two years that way until my grandpa had uh, gotten enough, settled enough in Hong Kong to send for the rest of my family. In that time, they had to sell off everything and pretend they were tourists and go to Hong Kong with nothing but their suitcases. Fast forward to the 1980s. My aunt, uh, who was in Hong Kong, uh, got to get her green card to move to uh, Minnesota. That's because my uncle had 
went to Boston for college and met a sweetheart in college who was American-born, and uh, there, therein lies the chain migration policy. Right? I'm a benefactor. Thank you very much. <laughs> because uh, my aunt applied for our green card in 81. We had to wait five years, and in 1986, we jumped on a jumbo jet and went from Hong Kong to Egan. <laughs> Talk about culture shock for a 12-year-old, huh? Let's show this picture. Thank you. <laughs> Bad hair day, see? <laughs> yep. The first morning that we woke up, I looked out the window, and it was green as far as the eye can see, because it was the suburbs. Grass everywhere. Now, why is that significant, you ask? You see, I grew up in a concrete jungle. I was in a high-rise apartment, and down the road, there's a little zoo, and there's no grass at the zoo. Can you imagine this? The only thing green were just, uh, just weeds coming through the cracks in the concrete. And so my aunt's house was in a, a suburban development with curved streets, big yards, single-family homes. Who came from a place like that? Some of you? Some of you? So who came from high-rise apartments? Anybody? New Yorkers? Anyone? <laughs> Mr. Green. Amen. The first thing I did was take my cousin's bike, that was a 10-speed, a little big for me, I was tiny, you know, and I rode around the neighborhood. The second day, I fell on my bike, and this, oh, <laughs> and this, uh, a, a boy, it was my age, came to my help. His name was Eric, and he became my friend. Even though I had really bad broken English, he still hung with me. And that summer, he showed me what it was like to be an American tweener in the suburbs. He had, you know, he showed me how to play his Atari game in his basement. Who knows what Atari is? Oh, wow. <laughs> We, make, uh, we made uh, BMX bike jumps out of dirt, and sometimes you land wrong, <laughs> and you wreck yourself. Can I get a witness, boys? <laughs> we even found a uh, stalled construction site, and we built a dirt track with a bank turn, and, you know, anyway, suburban life. That fall, uh, I went to school, and Egan was a fledgling suburb. They didn't even have their own school district. I was bussed out to the rural school of Rosemount Middle School. Anybody from Rosemount here? Okay, a couple of people. <laughs> well, you know, back in the 80s, there were two Asian kids and one black kid in that place. It was rough for little young Peter. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I got bullied, and you know what? If it wasn't for Eric, he was there, 
He was my buddy. He was my ally, my advocate. He watched out for me. He was standing up for me, you know. Never got in a fight. Never got beat up. Never showed him my kung fu. No, I didn't. I didn't know kung fu. I didn't know kung fu. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a brown belt now in karate, but that's much later. <laughs> oh, and Eric introduced me to his uh, friends, uh, the girlfriends. He was a cute, pretty boy. He had a lot of girls, and he introduced me to his girlfriends. And you know what? At the school dances, I was the, uh, the foreign kid that had rhythm. <laughs> and those are fun school dances. <laughs> the following year, my father bought a house in Bloomington, and I had to move school districts. And I lost track of Eric, and um, I couldn't find another Eric in um, Olsen Middle School, so it, life got a little rough again for me. You see, we all... Oh, Eric was a bridge crosser. I was a stranger in a strange land. There was a chasm between who I was and my surroundings. Eric crossed over the bridge to where I was and helped me cross that chasm. We all need bridge crossers. For every new adventure, maybe it's a new school, new church, maybe your family moved to a new town, even the first time you went to summer camp. Do you remember? <laughs> and that new journey, in those new journeys, we feel scared, unsure, insecure, and alone. And someone comes along who becomes a friend. They become your navigator to navigate these new surroundings. And they become your confidant, friend who's closer than a brother. Amen. Now, when you first came to North Central, you left your bridge crossers from home, the ones who knew you and whom you knew. You arrived scared, unsure, insecure, and alone. Not only that, not only are you in a new surrounding, but you're supposed to be discovering who you are, what's your calling, how do I navigate this faith called Christianity? And what are going to be my relationships, boys and girls? <laughs> Here's the problem. Is we all need bridge crossers. However, finding bridge crossers are difficult. See, it's in our nature to stay within our own groups. We don't cross over into other groups. Worse yet, many of us are conditioned to believe that there are no groups, which obviously is not true. We become self-focused, only worried about ourselves, yet we feel lonely in the midst of a crowd. We wish for that friend that sticks closer than a brother or a sister. We all need Eric's in our lives. We need bridge crossers. See, Jesus was the ultimate bridge crosser. He crossed bridges that weren't supposed to be crossed. He went over to a Samaritan well and talked with a Samaritan woman. He went and hung out with the tax collectors and the prostitutes. 
he ministered to the mentally ill and the handicapped. And as a Jewish rabbi, he touched a leper. Now, all these bridge crossings were infinitesimal compared to the big bridge that he crossed. Let's read in Philippians 2, 6-8. Who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Let's read that again and think about the bridge that he crossed when he did this. Who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Let's think about what happened when he landed on earth. He landed into a Jewish nation that was designed by decree to be isolated from the rest of the world. They even though if they were taken out of, into captivity to a foreign land, they're not supposed to adopt the culture and the customs of those peoples. They can't eat their food. Sorry, no barbecue ribs. <laughs> no curry. No fried chicken. Ah. No steamed, oh, definitely no crawdads. <laughs> That's my favorite. Cajun boil. <laughs> Obey, you know. Nope, can't have none of that. Look, they have been this way for generations upon generations. And Jesus comes and breaks the mold. He changed this by being a bridge crosser. He embodied the change of the new covenant. See, in reconciling us to God, he visibly modeled what it means to be reconciled to one another by being bridge crossers. Now, did you know that it's within the ethos of NCU to have trained bridge crossers in your midst? These are the ones that help you when you first show up to an urban campus in the middle of the hood, okay? <laughs> yes, Elliot Park is the hood. I'm sorry to break the news to you. <laughs> I ought to know, okay? <laughs> They're the ones who help you navigate this campus. They're the ones who help you settle into a new dorm room with complete strangers, some of them who might not be nice to you on the first day. And they were the ones who conjoled you to take that first walk downtown. Do you remember that one? Did you guys do that? Who was who scared to take that first walk? Come on, be honest, come on. 
Who would have rather stayed in your dorm room? <laughs> yeah. And who actually met a new friend on that walk? Let me see. Yeah. I want to take the time right now. If you're a DL or an RA, please stand up for us. Thank you. Thank you for putting in the time and going through the diversity trainings, you know, and becoming the bridge crossers that you all are. At this time, I'm going to invite Gao back and offer her testimony for you. Hi again. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, before I start, I just kind of want to talk about myself a little bit so you can get to know me. If you don't know me, come get to know me, okay? <laughs> um, so yeah, my name is Gao Zhang. I am a Hmong American. Um, I have four sisters and two brothers, right? Um, and two very loving parents. So before all of North Central, before all of this, um, I was not raised in a Christian home. Um, if you, if you haven't, you know that when you make that change, you still feel like you don't belong. And so, in a sense, uh, my family converted to Christianity, and, and it's an all-mong church. Like, we do this kind of worship every Sunday. So I'm walking in, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, all these people, all these Hmong people that look like me, talk like me, but necessarily, I don't feel like I belong here in this church. Like, this isn't my scene, like, at home, we used to cuss left and right and all these things. You, you know, you still push pops from Kmart, okay, you know, it's just like, it's just not my scene. And I'm like, this is just strange. And so, honestly, if it was, if it was up to me, I would not have made the choice to come to Christianity. But the church and my youth pastor and my friends at that church were able to convince me that, that they could be my new family. See, once my family decided to step away from shamanism, which is the most common kind of belief in the Hmong culture, all of our extended family disowned us. So we didn't have uncles or aunties, we didn't have cousins, you know, it was just kind of us. And so we were going through this journey of believing in a God that we couldn't see and that we gave up all of our family relations to be here. And so fast-tracking to North Central. Honestly, it's been hard. I've been here for three years, if you guys don't know me. Um, I was here for PSEO for two years, and this is my first year living on campus. And the last three years, this is the first year that I feel like I belong. Honestly, let me just... Okay, yes. <laughs> Honestly, this year has been so amazing to me. Um, it's, it's been a reoccurring idea in my mind that 
we continuously know that God is our defender, that God advocates for us, and he protects us, and he always sends a helper, whether it's the Holy Spirit, whether it's a friend, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a parent. He sends somebody. And sometimes we always think that that somebody's going to be the Holy Spirit. It's going to be, you know, a leader. But sometimes we forget that they can be friends. Sometimes they f- we can forget that our friends are here to defend us, even when we're not in the presence of our friends. And so, actually, two weeks ago, this day, um, if you follow me on social media, hey, um, you know the story. Um, I was so, or not social. I was racially profiled as a Chinese person um, on this campus, and like in, in a classroom, and it was, it's. It's the same feeling as if, like, I don't know, it's, it's, as, it's as if, like, you've come to the altar to pray, and God's like, you know, you are a beautiful person, you are loved, and somebody coming up to you and saying you are worthless. That's how it felt like. Um, so I'm sitting in class, and all these emotions are coming to my head, and I'm, like, on the verge of crying, but I'm like, no, like, I don't need to cry. This is not something I need to cry about, you know? And it's like, you know, like, this is irrelevant, you know, I'm not going to cry, I'm not going to just let it get to me. So I'm going through that hour and 15 minute class feeling this way. <laughs> and I honestly felt like, even though we were paying attention and we were taking notes, I felt like everybody was just looking at me. And even though that wasn't the case, I felt like, like I literally looked like stuck out like a sore thumb. Like everybody was like, oh my gosh, he said that to her. <gasps> you know, like I felt so out of place. And, um, and we're talking about bridge crossers, and we're talking about people who can defend us. And to my surprise, a friend stood up for me. She messaged me on Facebook during class, A, um, <laughs> that, hey, like, are you okay? Do you, like, do you need, like, do you need to talk to this person? Because if you do, I am going to be with you every step of the way. And I'm going to tell you, if she never had done that, I would never have confronted the person. And honestly, like, I was so scared. Like, I was like, okay, maybe if I, like, leave class early, then, like, we don't have to do this. You know, like, it's, it's just so traumatizing. It's just so scary all the time. And she came up to me. She was like, hey, like, are you ready? Like, let's go do it. And she's, like, smiling. And I'm like, I'm not ready. Like, what? Like, no, I've never done this before. And so she was like, no, like, let's go. Let's, let's go talk to him. And so we go. And honestly, like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but it was reassuring that even if, honestly, I'm telling myself, this is so dumb. Why am I upset? It's, it's who I am. It's my identity. And there's a reason for me to be upset. It's, it's who God has made me to be. There's nobody else like me in, in my skin color, in my shape or form or experiences. There's nobody else like me. And after, you know, we confronted them and they apologized and they were totally okay with it. And they were like, you know, I'm sorry. We didn't mean to hurt your feelings and everything. I went into my room and I still, like, I still felt so, like, upset. I was crying. I was crying in my room with my roommate, Alejandra. Anyways, I was crying with my roommate. And I was just like, you know, like, 
I'm, I'm happy and I'm full of joy, but at the same time, like, the reality is, is that it still happens, and, you know, like, if I never had had a safe place to cry, if I never had had a bridge crosser to hold my head and say, hey, like, it's okay, we're going to do this, I honestly probably would be bitter, upset, honestly would not be going to that class, <laughs> and feeling like this wasn't my home. And that experience two weeks ago has made me feel like, like I belong here. And sometimes we need those bridge, those, those bridge crossers to really feel like we belong, even if they look the same as us, even if they look different from us. Sometimes diversity is more than a friendship from one to another. It's a, it's a family, and it's a safe place for us to be us. So thank you, guys. going on, Rob. You see, God clearly called us to be bridge crossers. He crossed the bridge from heaven to earth to reach us. And now he calls us to be bridge crossers for one another, to love one another as he loved us. They will know us by our love. Is that true for you today? If we all vow to become bridge crossers today, in time, the NCU community will be a place where division is no longer. That we truly care about each other in ways that God described. And we are one family under God. And that those around us will truly know us by our love. This morning, some of you identified with young Peter and Gao. You might have come a long distance to be here, but yet you don't feel like you belong. For some of you, you might be missing your bridge crossers from home, and you still haven't found a new Eric. For some of you, know that you have been perpetuating the group mentality, and may have even said some things as a joke to someone, even though you didn't mean it, but you knew that it was hurtful. For some, you may have been self-absorbed, been just worried about your own thing, but haven't realized that there are people that need you to care. 
And for some, you still feel alone in the midst of a crowd. Every eye is closed, please. For those who resonate with me, please stand. If you resonate with anything that I've said there, and I want to pray a moment of silence. You open up your eyes and go ahead and gather around those who are standing and reach your hand if you're too far to those who are standing. And let's pray for one another in a moment of silence. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. If we could now, everybody stand, please. I want us to join hands with a person in front of you and behind you. Now, it might seem strange because I want you to most likely connect with someone who you don't know. Right? Everybody connect from front to back. When we link up, we virtually see that we have created a bridge with Christ and that we're all one family and in unity, we will cross the bridge for one another. So let's sing this song as a prayer together, shall we? to the chorus again.
Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for today, and thank you, God, for crossing the chasm between heaven and earth to cross that bridge for us. God, we would be nothing. We would be scared and alone, insecure, and utterly without hope if you didn't do that for us. And now, I just pray, God, that you would move upon the hearts of the students of North Central University, that if we all would step up to the plate and do what you have asked us to do, to love one another as we love ourselves, And so doing, we will create a unity that the world has never known. Let us cast off the divisions that we have in color, in, in culture, in denominations, in just walls. Break down the group mentality. Help us to just be like you, Lord who's not afraid to cross over in any, in any barriers that are being set up by man. And we just want to live heaven on earth. And give us the strength to do this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.